You're listening to the Comic Crusaders Podcast. I am your host, Al Mega, CEO of Comic Crusaders and Undercover Capes. In this show, I'm sitting down with creators from all walks of life to talk about inspiration, process, the lessons they've learned, and a whole lot more. Yo, wepa! What up, man? This is your boy, Al Mega. Welcome to a brand new Comic Crusaders Podcast. Check it out, folks. Today, we got some ill, ill talent on deck. These guys is doing it. Let me talk right right first up. I got to do this, yo, because we got it's, it's, it's a two-person two show today. Two folks, two legends right here. First up, writer, storyteller, co-creator of the Alliances Universe, Mr. Luke Lieberman. Hello, sir. And, and he, he needs also uh, all about the Red Sonja flick stuff. Maybe at the end we'll get into that <laughs> a little bit. And then, right. of course, we have the one, the only. He's an award, Academy Award winning uh, filmmaker, writer, author, and also a co-creator of the Alliances Universe. The one, the only, Ryan Silbert. What's going on, kiddo? What's popping? Hey How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you guys for coming on, taking some time to chit-chat about this awesome book that has dropped Alliances Orphans Fire. You know, it's Stan Lee. It's 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 universal. All you guys are working together, you know, uh, right uh, before he passed. Oh my God, let's get into first, of course, origin stories. This is what this is about, folks. You don't know what these fellas is all about. So let's start with Mr. Luke since he showed up first. <laughs> so Luke, uh, where you from? Where you grew up at? And what was your first taste of fandom? That made you fall in love. So um, I grew up in Connecticut, outside New York. I ended up going to college in New York, and that was kind of like the Forbidden Planet in the village was kind of my first shop. Um, okay. But actually, I had a, a kind of a unique way in because of my family's sort of history. My father used to control Pony and the Barbarians, so um, you know really? he had connections to Marvel, you know, back in the day. And Ryan knows this. I actually don't tell this to many people, but I guess here I will. Um, <laughs> He, he like when he was originally licensing all the Robert E. Howard stuff to uh, Marvel, he put a clause in the deal that they had to give him a copy of everything that they published for, you know, quality control purposes. So when I was a little kid, Marvel's entire publishing line would show up at my house. What? Uh, oh, yeah, my God. That was my that was my sort of I mean, that was like how I learned to read. I learned to read oh reading Marvel comics. Holy so that was it. I mean, I, I ended up like when I when I graduated college, I went through. Uh, my, because I had like steam across. I mean, I had absurd amounts of. I wasn't going to take it all with me, so I kind of picked out to collect the issues that mattered to me, meant something to yeah. me, and the rest of them I donated to a children's hospital on my way. Oh, my God. Los Angeles. Those are some happy kids. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, I know. And you like take such care to like you know everything was bagged and stuff, and then you realize I mean they just tore into it, but who cares? Yeah, like, you know, you huh. just want to be happy with it. Of course. Oh my God. What about you, Ryan? What's going on? <laughs> I similar, similar, similarly, I had boxes show up, um, but my I was fortunate because my uncle owned a comic store in, hey. uh, Glen, in Glendale in Los Angeles. So um, I was in New York, so everything was UPS shipped and drop shipped in. So like that's how my intro to comics kind of started. But like you know, yeah. Luke and I talk about this a lot. Like we're like the first gen- you you too. Like we're the first generation of like local comic store people turn creators turn like you know all sorts of things in the business because the comic store didn't exist prior to right our yeah. generation and i uh i was fortunate because i lived in manhattan for a bit and um i lived above the 58th street forbidden planet so like directly oh, okay. above 
So I was like, oh, in that store, you know, cause you know, where else do you put a kid to, you know, uh, kill some time in New York, you put them in the park or you put them in Forbidden Planet. So um, similar to Luke, our love for <laughs> Forbidden is like, you know, very, runs very yeah. deep. Yeah. Um, yeah. Very, very deep. So it's been a, but yeah, that's uh, my comments are still with me. <laughs> so <laughs> uh, I'm going to, I might have to take you up on that, Luke, as like an idea as to how to donate these to a children's hospital. Well, Ryan knows too, like I have a, so Ryan and I are Comic-Con friends. That's how we, we met. He's actually, Oh, really? He, Wait, so he you, went, you, he you went, guys don't you know each other for a while? Yeah, yeah, well, it's been, yeah. I mean, it, what is it? Yeah. 10 years. 15 years. No, more. Yeah, yeah 15 no, you're right. years. 15 years. I mean, he went to high school with my yeah. wife, and my wife okay. was, you know, now she's like deep in. I mean, she made a Blade Runner reference that was point on the other day, and I was so proud of her, you know, because like when I met her, she had no concept of comics. Like when I introduced her to Stan, <laughs> she didn't know who Stan was. She was like, why is this guy so popular? Like everyone seems so impressed. Who is this guy? You know. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, once we started going to Comic Con, she wanted to hang out with, uh, you know, a friend from home, and that was Ryan. That's kind of how I met him. So we met at Comic Con, and that's kind of where we would hang out yeah, in San right. Diego. Yeah. Okay, excellent. So how did that lead into you guys like working together? What? How? How did that all even start? Well, it started. So alliances is kind of a. It started. Look. I uh, Stan gave me my first job after uh, film school. How did and you even meet Stan? <laughs> he's like, he's, uh, he's the day scared. I met Stan was uh, I was uh, a junior at NYU Film, and I was doing a documentary on him. And he agreed to kind of sit down and let me okay. uh, pepper him with questions for about an hour. And then you know I just kind of. Oh, cool. yeah. And what years this? He was, in, he was in town for the X Men premiere, the original X Men premiere in two thousand. Oh wow! Check that yeah. out. Wow. Um, and then I, I worked for him after I graduated uh, for a couple of years. And then I, I basically I, I left working uh, for him to relaunch the Red Sonja uh, comics with Nick over at uh, Dynamite. Wow. Um, and, and then I went to law school and it was basically after I, I, I was I always stayed tight. It was like we were always friends. Um, and um, when after I graduated law school, I would. I was just going over to his office. I would just call his, uh, his assistant and sort of find a window and he'd be available. And I'd go over there and hang out a little bit. And we got to talking about, um, I mean, I'll, it ultimately ties into orphans because the, uh, the prologue in orphans is really kind of like the first kernel, like the first story that we created with Stan in this universe. Um, but we started kind of coming up with things and I realized that there was an opportunity. I realized Stan was open to creating with me. So once I saw that opportunity, like the door was open a little bit, I just started pushing on it, you know, and I would, you remember that thing we talked about? Okay, well, what about all this and this and this? And he engaged, he got into it. And um, after you know, a couple months of that, I, you know, another Comic-Con rolled around and I was, I real, what I realized was that I needed to respect his time. And, um, and so I always wanted to show up whenever we were going to like fully prepare, like, you know, we would talk about something then I would go workshop it and I needed someone to workshop with. And so, you know, it was late night, one comic con after the, uh, after the after parties, Ryan and I had a few drinks in us and we were rolling around <laughs> to get, to get some 
like really horrible food somewhere where I don't even remember Those where it fun was. Those fun con know. after parties, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I just looked at him and I asked him if he wanted to do this with us. And he, uh, you know, he jumped on it. And, and then we would kind of, we would like, you know, have a meeting with Stan. He would tell us kind of what we, what he wanted. And then we'd workshop it and bring it back to him. And he would keep what he wanted, throw out what he didn't, give us some more yeah. ideas. And then we'd go back to the, you know, back to workshopping it and bring it back to him. And that was kind of the, that was kind of the workflow. Do you remember it like that, Ryan, since you guys were so intoxicated? <laughs> yeah, I mean, you never, you never forget the first time you eat wings with Luke and they say, and he says, let's go make a, a universe with Stan that I've been developing for the last couple of years. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you don't forget that. You don't forget that one. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I might have to memorialize it in my, in my diary, but yeah, I, mean, I revisit that often. It's a, you know, it's, but it's this thing. It's like, you know, I, I talk about this, like I'm, I'm naturally more of an introvert, like I, but I, I kind of come out, I'm open when it comes to like community that I feel comfortable in. And yeah. like, you know, Luke's really good at this. Like Luke is extraordinary at like building what I, you know, I always vis like the visibility of like a bullpen. He's really good at identifying talent and he's also really good at patience. It's like he, and he also, but he's also um, respectful and always asks for what he wants. And I really think that's really neat because he's like almost fearless in that way. And that's where, you know, you hear about the story where it's like, he would come into Stan's office. They would check in a couple of weeks later mm. or maybe a year later. And like it, you know, he's really good at like building um, trust and relationships in that way. Um, so, you know, that's for me when starting in a work, like collaborative environment, that's what I'm looking for in a collaborator, you know? Um, you know, somebody who's, who's got patience and trust and, you know, is good with people. So uh, yeah, shucks. I remember. Oh, shocks. You're, you're, oh, shucks. you're, wonder, you're wonderful too. It's okay. <laughs> that, 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 Venmo, that Venmo that showed up just now from you is, is it has a lot of emojis that I think everybody knows. <laughs> So how did you guys feel when it finally was at that point? Like, okay, it, it's right now to be out in the public. It's going to happen. Well, so, so Orphans is actually the third uh, project to come out on this. Um, the first one came out in 2019, and we actually finished the manuscript while Stan uh, was with us, and that's the one that yeah. we did. Uh, Yara Shahidi voiced it and came out on Audible. It's called A Trick of Light. Alliance is a Trick of Light. And then uh, we did one... Uh, a year and a half sounds right a year and a half later with will wheaton somewhere in there and then uh orphans is uh you know what orphans is is the first two there's a lot of world building in there but it was terrestrial it was on earth it involved humans for the most part and orphans is where we kind of blew it up oh, and right. just made it as sort of as big as possible so took it into the you know let's do that, this. that's stuff. Let, yeah, let, let me put that teaser real quick so people could kind of start building the oh. idea in their mind, yeah. and then I bring up the PowerPoint so we could start seeing and visualizing even better what you're talking about in orphans. Check this out, cool. folks. This is Fuego. We're about to embark on the exploration of a fantastic new universe. What is more real, a world we are born into? or one we create ourselves.
Excelsior. Woohoohoo! My gosh, there's so much going on. <laughs> and, and folks, we're going to start meeting this whole awesome universe. You know, bring up some uh, beautiful art. Talk about it. Talk about the orphans now. Talk about building this book. You know, those you got two of the dopest artists in the business on it, too. My gosh. I mean, talk about this, so, maybe. This is, uh, this is uh, Sleeman. Uh, he drew Spawn and Ryan. You can give, I, I think you know his X-Man, credits. Offhand. He did ben, Bendis's Action Comics, you yeah. know, tons of creator on stuff. He just did a horror series, I blank on the name of it, but you know, he's got, so a, got, he's got two... a real, real, a real knack for violence and, uh, and but really also for the personal, like, kind of nature of humanity. It's like an amazing mm-hmm. thing. And, and hold on, hold on. Go back, go back one, go back one. All right, so this is um, this is Sam C and Little Boy, and they're uh, they're killing some Vaptors. Vaptors are uh, are uh, the villains in our world. After the hive is destroyed, they were the they were the hive's kind of enforcers, foot soldiers. But now, in the power vacuum, they want to come in and uh, and try to take over themselves. Little Boy is operating. So Little Boy is. Uh, He's a little boy, right? He's a, but he's from a race of giants. So he's like a 10 foot tall child. <laughs> um, and he's like, he's a genius. He doesn't kind of doesn't know his own strength. He's a genius. He's got a lot of potential. He wants to lead, but he's also, you know, he's doesn't really have good control or regulation of his emotions. I mean, he's, he's still a kid. Um, and Samsi, they don't actually know each other here just yet. Like Samsi's uh, kind of saving his ass, but he doesn't, he doesn't know it. Um, Samsi's cool. more. Yeah. <laughs> Samsi's more like our samurai. Um, she's kind of like the original orphans. Maybe we should give a little bit. So the reason they're called the orphans is that the hive, uh, which we, which was introduced in a Trick of Light and um, and New Reality and and in the prologue here that we did with Bill Sienkiewicz, um the hive would destroy a planet. They take it over. But when they did, they would keep one member of the species. So each of them, like, so little boy, everyone else, all, every other member of his species has been wiped out. He's the only one left. He's a lone survivor. The same thing with Samsi, same thing with basically all of our carers except for the human. Um, they're all lone survivors. They're all the last of their kind. Okay, beautiful. And, and why go that last of the kind route? So they, they literally, there's no other versions of of their people throughout. Correct. They are. Uh, they are. You know, and that's they it, all got the I Superman mean, syndrome. I am the last of my. Yeah. Kids. Well, and they and they were they were sort of held on almost like almost like a zoo, right? Like they were sort mm. of studied, like by the kind of biologist. Zal, who's a member of the Hive, and she's sort of, they're very, you know, the Hive is interested in adaptations and sort of what makes each species unique and what they can take from it. That's part of the reason they keep them them alive is sort of, you know, it's to experiment. But they became, because they were all on this ship together, they became kind of like a a found family. Gotcha. All broken souls. (laughs) Yeah. And who is this little creature here? What is this? (laughs) <laughs> this is scary too. Going with a cat <laughs> on his back like that—that's something you would see in Brooklyn. 
<laughs> yes, yes, yeah. This is this is this is our nod to our uh, New York roots here. This is this is this is this is critter. And if anybody spent some time in lockdowns in New York, you know that things were coming out of those sewers like you've never seen. I mean, this is um, you were doing some of the some of the iterations on critter during that point. Um, you know, critter is 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 sort of the um, the muscle of the group. Um, you know, he has a, probably the intellect of like what would be like a seven and eight year old, uh, child, but he is, um, you know, muscular and is a, is a real fighter and an enforcer, but he's, he has no language skills. He's like, kind of like, you know, Lilo and Stitch, if you know, that kind of, uh, Disney cartoon, <laughs> it's kind of got that vibe, that, that vibe to it. He's their pet monster. Yeah. He's yeah. Monster. He's like their pet monster. Exactly. Cause you need a pet monster in space. With a gas um, bag. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, because the Ooh. thing is that one of the things, yeah, I mean, so this is this piece is Bill's prologue, um, which is what Luke was alluding to earlier, which is some early material that we had developed with Stan. Um, so this prologue is sort of the thesis for the Alliance's universe as a whole and kicks off the orphan story. Um, but when we jump forward, they've already been a group together, kind of this ragtag group of survivors for quite some time. So when we're seeing them here, this is when they're being freed um, from that zoo that uh, Luke was talking okay. about. And then later they're sort of like pulling off heists, et cetera. So like, you know, you see the guy on the back, like, you know, they, they're using Critter because they kind of have this kind of rhythm where they're surviving in this post hive um, galaxy. Um, okay. And their just, skills are coming out. I would just like to point out that Critter is eating someone here. Yeah, right here, right? <laughs> yeah, I see. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. So they I mean they were held captive in this environment. Um he snacks too, you know. Yeah, I mean he's hungry. But you know, with Bill's with, oh. Bill, with Bill's art, what's incredible <laughs> is you can like, you know, you get this sense oh of God. um of history for all these characters, you know? Like they each didn't just jump out of nowhere. Yeah, I mean, look at this page. God. This is Hayes on the right. Um and Hayes is, uh, he's from a gas planet, kind of like uh, Jupiter or Saturn. And he can, you know, on the gas planet, they, they want to be able to lift up and drop down into different cloud strata. So he can make himself denser and drop down or, you know, expand oh, himself wow. and lift up and he can fit into any, you know, any cup he can make. He can, he's made out of gas. He's made out of vapor. And he's oh, a nice. sarcastic, he's a sarcastic, you know, bastard that's, you know. Hopefully but you know, part of it like is methane. out of the pain. Say again? So hopefully he doesn't smell like methane. Yeah, I don't think we've actually talked about it. I mean, he smells. We've established that he smells. I don't know that we've decided like what yet. <laughs> um, and who's it's, the it's other guy? That's Critter. That's Critter in his, in his earlier form when he was uh, in Bill's Jeez. rendition of him. Um Whoa. Which is when it's it's really fun to be able to do these kinds of books where I mean this is my first graphic novel but like I've always what? I always love those books Dang. when we're talking like different artists rendering different characters or like you know how you could like you know these com the compilation annuals where it's like just different yeah. artists on like every six pages what's really neat about this was that it was fun because we're revealing um, alliances characters for the first time visually and we got to see two different artists interpret them which is kind of and how did you feel about in, in seeing those your, those characters you feel come to life in that form? Well, I mean, we were lucky enough to have the right artists doing it. 
I mean, you know, I mean, it, that's, that's kind of part of like, like, you know, when you're working with Bill, you have, I mean, the, first of all, there's kind of have, have what you picture in your head and you're discussing it with Bill and kind of the way it was originally conceived, but then you got to kind of let Bill make it his own because you, yeah. you don't want to, you don't want to shackle his imagination. You want him to, to dream up, you know, the best, the best he can do. This is Eco Rezel. This is uh, Eco Rezel. Excuse me. This is our villain. He's a, he's an apex. So the Vaptors I talked about before, he's kind of like the head of them. And the Vaptors, when they, when they come of age, when they reach adolescence, they drop nine of them into a pit. And the three of them that survive that pit get to keep living. And uh, he is kind of like the alpha. And he sees himself as an, like an apex predator. Like they eat, they will eat you. They look at everything <laughs> else as a lower life form. And like the way you eat a chicken, he would eat any of our characters. And he prefers them alive. So, and you know, but he has this sort of idea of himself that he's sort of like entitled to do it because he's an apex predator. It's the same way like a lion isn't going to really question the morality of eating a, you know, gazelle. One of the things in alliances that we've always, <laughs> what we're striving for is this sort of like merger of biology and tech, right? It's like biotech in on our kind yeah. of earthly plane. And one of the things with E.Call that's really neat is that like you see how he's designed and the apex predator nature of him. He's like, he has like this primal kind of drive. And it's one of the reasons actually we do, a, a, we, we focus a lot on his backstory in this story, in, in orphans, because it's important to understand, you know, where he's come oh. from. Um, yeah. But he's, employed or you know works for this merger of biotech which is the hive at, at, at its ultimate yeah. form um so that's sort of like where we're always going with alliances when we're designing stuff and thinking about it is you know how would bio and biology and technology yeah. interact in a cool way and what a way what, what a segue right picture wise because look at that that's a perfect <laughs> example right well this is where yeah, yeah. this is where Sleeman really you know can run with it because he's got all that spawn experience and the punisher and all that kind of stuff you know he's got he, yeah he can go there well i mean i guess we could also kind of so the stakes here like in the in the prologue we meet the inventor who's a character that we've met in some of the previous iterations um although i do want to make clear that we wrote orphans as a jumping on point so you don't have to have okay. read every i mean you're certainly welcome to but you don't have to have read the earlier stuff in order to jump on here this is kind of the, the point it's its own boot so to speak um, but, one. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. Um, the, uh, the inventor would just sort of invent these things. And, and you know, it's kind of one of the themes that we discussed with Stan was this idea that you get so sort of blinded by the idea of creating things that you don't always really think uh, through all the sort of unintended consequences and all the ways that that stuff might be used. So the reason this sort of ties in here is because what you're seeing is a gravity wave wash over our characters because the inventor created something called the mammoth to siphon power to kind of power the hives galactic empire and um in doing that he was feeding off of the maw which is this super massive black hole in the center of the galaxy and he created a feedback loop that is starting to make the black hole unstable and as the black hole gets unstable it's throwing off these um gravity waves which are twisting space time and driving everyone crazy and uh, when you get hit with one, you sort of, you know, time and space fold in on itself and you sort of, you know, things can get a little metaphorical, which is sort of what you're seeing here. I mean, you're seeing the characters ride through a gravity wave. Yeah, I mean, definitely. 
Some, something was going on. And look at homie here with those old school image shackles. It reminds <laughs> me of. I love him. <laughs> well, that's uh, that's William. That's our human. That's the human character in this. And he was uh, he's from the he's from the lore. He's uh, he's you know the main character from Trick of Light. This is his dad. Um, and at the end of New Reality, we see because he gets sort of see the origins of his powers in new reality. And actually in the end of this book in uh, orphans, one of the special features, we have a, a chapter, a prose chapter from new reality. So you can see the origin story where William got his powers, but um, he's, he's sort of uh, like the reason he launched himself into space because his powers made him a danger to the people he cares about. And he's in space trying, he's a man lost in space. When we meet him, he's there to try to figure out how to sort of cure himself for, from his powers and try to figure out where they came from. So he's not essentially an orphan then, because I'm here thinking. No, that he's the one that's so, he's the only one that's not an orphan. Okay. But he feels bad because he's kind of leaving his son to be an orphan. But, you know, in, in a new reality, <laughs> one of the, one of the kind of like th things that like we worked on with Stan in, in a new reality specifically was this idea of like what happens to online communities when they disappear, like kind of like Aquaman, like digital or Namor, like digital Atlantis, like what happens yeah. when. CompuServe disappears and all of that kind of discussion boards disappear and what happens to those worlds. And William was a creator of one of those early internet um, communities that kind of blew up. Um, so he sort of, in a sense, did orphan, like, you know, metaphorically, a whole society on earth and then he kind of left, you know, with his, yeah. his go search for his. But he got, he got twisted with one of the inventor's inventions. Inventions, as, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, it's a, it's some, yeah. He's had he's had a journey, and here is Critter again. Yeah, look yeah. at the, oh, man, he's a scary looking dude. Ain't playing. That's oh. Rascal. Rascal's oh, our man. pilot. Yeah. She's super jaded. She like, you know, because when the inventor took off, he told the orphans that they needed to collect all. He, he had all these inventions that he left behind, and he destroyed the hive. So there's a power vacuum, and whoever controls his inventions and finds them and can use them will control the galaxy so he left it to the orphans to find them and she's rascal's kind of pissed about this like she doesn't really think that this should be their job she's not really uh you know she's not as you know where someone like little boys uh, kind of lionizes uh, the inventor and thinks he's this great hero uh for destroying the hive rascal sees him as kind of irresponsible and she doesn't really trust technology um you know Great but she loves, she loves her family. Thank you. Yeah, the, the, I, I like Rascal because also she's sort of the like a real throwback to like what we're what we've been looking at when we were trying to develop a line uh, orphan specifically, which is like those early fifties timely, you know, um, tells a suspense serial yes. sci fi serials, oh. and like she's oh, like yes, like yes. she she feels like she's ripped out of that, which in a way is like the most pure form of what we were trying with this book, which is to give it that kind of feel. Yeah, um, yeah, agree, agree. Wonderful character. Fell in love with the character. Thank you, yeah. I, yeah, I, man. Anyway, really people like read the book. <laughs> man, man. Anyway. So yeah. what, uh, look at this. Look at this. I, I love how this looks. It really looks like he's looking at a hologram. I mean, the, the art behind that and the coloring. Yeah, well, well, actually, well we should talk about the, the colorist. He did a yeah, brilliant amazing. job. Yeah. I mean, there's there's a few pins, but yeah, the way you can see the light from the hologram, he did a brilliant yeah. job. He yeah. he understood really like what, like again, that's the other side of the coin. So like the two things we were from 
inspiration wise, because we just didn't think it was being done right now, which is looking at, like, we all want to make remake X-Men over and over and over. How many times mm -hmm. can you do that? Right. So like, we all know the stories of the sixties, kind of the whole like all the Marvel right? stuff. Right. <laughs> so we were like kind of moving like a little bit further backwards, but also what we really loved is like Mobius and like, you know, his work with Stan with Silver Surfer and stuff like that. And like that kind of European vibe, which is what yeah. I think, um, Jorge really just like nailed it with Sleeman's art in that sense, giving it that like Euro original graphic novel kind of text. So. I, I've been enjoying Euro Euro looking books. Oh yeah, look, like look at, this, look at this, look at this, look at. But from the yeah. Cinema book, the, 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 they have some uh, so, some whole line of, of books, comedy, joint mm -hmm. that are, that are in there. So they're quite enjoyable, different. I like to smell of those books too. <laughs> They do Funny you should good. say that. Uh, Funny you should say that. <laughs> they do, those, books, those books smell different than the books yeah, that yeah. Are printed in the United yeah, States. Right, right, right. right, right. The European ink. That European you, 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 When you smell it, you got to have wine. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. Yes. Yeah. A little wine and a cafe. <laughs> so are you going to say what, what will happen? Are we going to have some good ink on the physical copy of this book? Luke, are we going to be smelling that the European ink? <laughs> uh, I mean, I think you know, I gotta be like being straight. Printing is printing's hard, man. It's a challenge yeah. right now. The printers, the printers are all behind. There's like a paper shortage. I mean, I don't know if the fans don't need to know this, but it's actually a lot harder than it looks. You oh, can't uh, print stuff fans, over in China fans should anymore. understand though, because it's like you get fans frustrated know. when your book is delayed as a fan. Yeah, you know, when you have your, it doesn't show up in your pull list that week, and you're like, what the what happened? Like. They're missing their deadlines, and it's like, no, nah, like books are like dynamite is a champion because they got us in well, 2022. Talking about like, talking about Red Sonia for a minute, I know it's a little bit off topic, but like that was a decision, right? I mean, like we had to decide whether we were going to take the bite because printing in North America is about 40% more, and that directly Ooh, impacts what you can make on the 40. what you make on the book. It's not like these books have huge margins, you know. It's not like there's a lot of profit in them. And we had to decide whether we were going to let the books come out late and whatnot. Or, but Nick, uh, the publisher at Dynamite, was like, nope, nope. The, you know, number one, you keep the fans happy. Number one, you service the fans. So we, we took oh. the hit, you know. But, I mean, it just is what it is. That's know? what Dynamite does, you know. But this is a Dynamite book, no pun intended. You know, like, <laughs> this is a great book, for real. It's beautiful. I mean, look at this one panel here. Look at that, that color. I can't wait to have monitors like that, for real. I'm waiting yeah. for the day, guys. Come on. I think it's like next year. Right? I mean, they have new, new, new iPads came out this today. I mean, we might be. Oh, yeah, yeah. Who knows, bro? Who knows? I bro? want that. Like, I was watching one of the MCU films the other day, and like, I never really caught this, but like, Tony Stark yeah. like unfolds a map that's like digital. As I was like, wow, that's wild. Like, it's like a oh, physical right? thing that like he just can fold up and just. <laughs> it's, it's coming, bro. I'll invent it tomorrow. Mm -hmm. You know, after a couple of pods, after I added the pod. <laughs> That's all right. We'll talk. We'll talk. We got to put a patent on it. You know what I mean? All right, look at this whole page here. This has that whole again '90s X. This has like an X Men vibe to it. Even it's crazy. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, I mean, look, we got Ryan and I have a, a deep influences, and obviously, we know you know kind of where this, what the sort of foundation all this was. So. You know, this was something made by fans for fans. There's something that Ryan talks about a lot that people kind of don't realize is uh, that Stan was a fan himself of a lot of stuff. 
mean, you know, he didn't like read his own work like a fan or anything, but he was fans of like part of the reason we started uh, alliances and audiobooks is because he was a fan of like the old radio serials. You know, he grew up on sure. that stuff. Um, and there was, you know, I mean, he was like a huge fan. He could he could rip off Edgar Allan Poe. Like he could just he can just recite the Raven and he oh, would wow. at random times. Like he, you know, Stan had his own sort of influences in fandom. Good. Oh. Look at me with the armor here too. This the is cool here. stuff because yeah, we don't usually um, get to show the character designs of Sleeman, but this is very early sketch stuff that he put yeah. together. So this is fun stuff to see, just because you know, it just kind of shows the ha how for anybody who's looking to make a book, like the kind of first stage of getting you know to see your characters. Gotcha, gotcha. Look at beautiful. Look at that. Whoo! I mean, how were you That's feeling crazy. as you were getting these and? And how did you even explain it to them? I mean, how was that that session like? Okay, guys. Uh, weeks, well, because also with uh, with Sleeman, Sleeman's, you know, he's he's uh, he's in Poland, so um, you know, everything was um, his English wasn't his first language, so there was uh, okay. a little bit of a hurdle there, but he got it. You know, he he understood. Okay. It's not easy to making you know new character designs, especially because yeah. you know with our work with Stan, we have a lot of stuff like we have like basically like what's you know sketches and ideas and you know it's kind of like the marvel handbook for alliances type thing yeah or like who's who kind of thing but um you know the thing is is that with the designs you know when we the initial projects we have were intended to be things where fans could imagine what the characters look like in their head because they're audio driven and they were specifically yeah. related that's like one of the ideas was that the fans could be their own artists in their imagination so this is, you know, heavy lift to start, you know, really putting pen to paper on some of these characters. Um, so, <laughs> is that really how you picture him, though? Okay. I mean, and then you say he's only still a child, so he's still growing, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my God, how tall can he grow? Can do we know that? I mean, he's probably about ten feet now, so probably about 20 feet tall something like couple, that couple couple of thousand years for 10 feet that's not bad yeah Holy yeah crap. that's the other thing this but they live a long time so they like age when we say he's a child he's like 50. yeah all right it just so, develops but, slow but but how old is he technically i mean he's 50. You know, I, no 50 but 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 that's it it's just 50. he's but he well, has he's, not he's, he's, ten, he's, he said, right they they live about a millennia so, All like, right. if a human was going to live 100 years, it'd be okay. five. He lives 1,000 years. So 50 is, you know, they just develop okay. more slowly. But, it, wow. I mean, we kind of love, like, the – I mean, first of all, what is time, right? What's a year? A year is how long it takes the Earth to go around the sun. That's not really anything that means anything to people who don't live here. You know, if you live in the center of the galaxy, you have an entire sure. different concept of time. <laughs> And that is yeah. something we're really looking to explore, like because that is <laughs> you, if you saw that video or the people you guys all heard it, if you heard it or saw it, it's you know what is the world you know is it the one we're born into or the one we make for ourselves, and like time is a huge component of that, you know, from a thematic yeah. standpoint. So you know what Lou's talking about is stuff we, is the kind of thing we really want to explore as we're continuing to build out. And as you were mentioning, here's your here's your here's your sci-fi here's your sci-fi serial. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Love it. That's Samsi again. Look at that design. Sick. Yeah, that's the Jirashni. That's uh that's got its own qualities. 
You know, we like, I mean, you know, some of the thought process behind Sam, uh, Sam, she was kind of like Strider, kind of like we wanted, we wanted the idea of almost like Lord of the Rings type character in space. That was kind of the, the concept behind, uh, behind Sam. Like a, like a space knight of sorts. Yeah. I love it though. Look at it. And look yeah. at that sword. That ain't nothing to play with right there. <laughs> well, that's the idea. Well, the idea I mean, that, that sword is sort of like the manifestation of a lot of the themes, which is like, you know, with technology, you can always upgrade, right? Or make something fresh, like the new iPhone or whatever it is in space, you know, the new, the, the new Jyoti or whatever it might be. Yeah. And what, what she does is she carries around that sword for many, 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 many battles, never upgrades because she wants to remember. She wants to remember the past. She wants to have that feeling of that physical thing because she gotcha. thinks that that's informing, you know, sort of um, her journey, uh, which, you know, if you read the book, you'll see how that kind of plays yeah. out. It becomes that's a story. trademark. <laughs> okay, it, it, it comes it, a with the sword. Oh, my God. Hold on. <laughs> it's uh, It's got history. She likes that it has yeah. history, you know, yeah. like it's got its own energy. Um, that's a trademark of death right there. That's what that sword is. <laughs> well, I you think see trademark that, things in, in the cosmic. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. The Vaptors have a very severe enforcement mechanism for infringement. Um, yeah, that's, right. That's... Exactly. No bit there. Uh-uh. <laughs> that's, uh, that's, that's William. Um, so he's the human. He, he has the ability because he uh, merged with the cipher to sort of see and interact with the electromagnetic spectrum. So he can dial it down and look at things in X-ray and infrared. He can see, I mean, that's one of sort of the ideas that I love is that humans can only see like a tiny sliver of the spectrum. There's, okay. there's electromagnetic waves on either side that we can't perceive. And then the idea that you can sort of interact with them because there's, there's electromagnetic fields everywhere. Oof, oof, oof. So what? Okay, so the book is out now, right? Yeah, available yeah, at LCS everywhere, right? <laughs> exactly. Yes, right. have them. Bookstores get them next week, and uh, yeah, and, and uh, there's always Amazon too. Yeah, this, this what, that's what dynamite yeah, do. So what? Amazon. So what's in store then for for, for the future of, of alliances? What's going on with it? What 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 else are you guys gonna do? Are we getting an animated feature? Are we getting a feature film? What's popping? Yeah. Those things would all be lovely. I mean, what I would talk about creatively, because we're not ready for announcements just yet, and I don't want Ryan to tase me when he sees me, so I'm going to keep my mouth shut. <laughs> um, what I would say is that okay. we're going to keep, yes, like, we've been, we've been, like, the first story kind of laid the, the first brick on this, on this universe, and then we, we saw where it came from. The new reality is kind of a prequel. And um, Orphans is a major expansion. And now we've kind of at this point, like we've got a couple areas of the universe, right? We've got kind of the cosmic story and the story on Earth. And we're going to push forward with the story on Earth and we're going to push forward and explore uh, with the cosmic story. And they are going to meet at some point. Uh-oh. You hear this? At yeah. some point. Uh-oh. It's going to get think- crazy. <laughs> the thing with universe, like, and this is stuff that you know, Alex, it's like when you're building out new things there's like this push to expand and to like interconnect always and for us we all we, we're always looking to think about like fan service in the sense of like how can a new person get on board with this because we also are very focused on quality so we're not putting out like 30 books you know a year 
and we're not we're not asking for there to be a massive wiki on these projects. Like it would be great to invest time if you see and you want to listen to everything and read everything. But we also want everything to be manageable and approachable, just the way Stan did it in back in the day. Yeah, like accessible. Just, accessible. It doesn't have to it doesn't have to be, yeah, we want to be able to come on and off the the ramp as you as you see fit and your interest with alliances. Um but for us it's also a genre like mix mix and match. So like we love just mixing and mashing the genres and in orphans, mm -hmm. you see it a little bit, right? Um, certainly in trick of light, you see it. So it's like that for us is fun because we love different genres of our own interests. Um, no, we're fans making stuff. We're, we're fans making stuff for fans, you know, well, uh, obviously, cause you know, we're going to talk about the future now. So before I get to you, Luke, let's start Mr. Ryan. So what's in the future for yourself? I mean, any other projects you're working on that we need to be aware of? right now that we need to go, you know, make yeah. it rain on what's going on. <laughs> you know, alliances is, 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 is the, is the focus, is the focus, focus, okay. you know, I've got my, you know, horror kind of um, push now, you know, we're doing, I'm doing a Stephen King project um, that's being adapted, but like, you know, that's for me, it like alliances is going to, is, is because it's a playground where we can, like I was saying, I could throw in my interest of horror or like, tech you know futurist stuff with luke and like luke throws in his like physics background i mean surprise luke is also a physicist it's like shocking what he can do yeah but, but what um, don't you do luke you know, well, that's, what we, can, that's what we can like rap <laughs> the amateur physicist but it's better than me like let me tell you my my <laughs> physics are like i thought that you know a toolbox you could be like forged in the x-men and you can just build anything you want like with a toolbox i didn't realize <laughs> But like, oh, anyway, that's, uh, th that's for me is like just keeping up, keeping on alliances and throwing in all my interest into that. Uh, Luke is one of those Luke, guys. Let me get uh, a core screw and a fork Luke. and I'll make something out of it. <laughs> that is Luke. That is exactly right. He can fix anything. But Luke's in Bulgaria right now. So, you know. Yeah, man. Yeah, I, I can't see, I can't see much past like two weeks. You know, we're trying to wrap a film. Once that's over... You know, I mean, then I'm going to once once the film's over, then Ryan and I are going to start jamming again on uh, alliances. But um, at least while I'm in Europe and we're doing night shoots right now and we're almost done. I mean, we're day. This is day 47, I think, Ooh, out wow. of like a 54 Ooh. day shoot. So there's not much left, man. We're getting there. I mean, we got some everything on know, schedule. Yeah. Yeah, I mean MJ MJ knows how to make her days, you know, and um and uh we have a an onset uh producer Les who's uh I mean they they just you know Les has made a million movies. So they 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 just kind of know what they're about and Millennium's shooting it on their own studio, so they have a lot, you know, total control out here. Oh my god, what they're doing. Yeah. I cannot wait for this film. <laughs> well, I've been waiting for it for a while, so I mean, see it, seeing it happening is uh, is definitely um, a special experience. You know, my wife's here actually with me. We put her in the film. I think she might be dying right now. Actually, hey. I think she's. <laughs> you're missing. <laughs> you're missing her death scene. <laughs> I mean, I mean, spoilers here. Come on. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I can't wait, dude, Lou, for real. Good luck on that. Good luck, both of you, on mm -hmm. this Alliances universe, because it is fire. I am digging it. So before thank we you. go, we'd like to end with some type of a, uh, two things. Flowers is first. So thank you guys, both of you, for, for being such amazing creators and, and being bold and sharing of yourself. 
you know what I mean, doing so much, like, damn, look, you do a lot, you're, you're very inspiring, you too, Ryan, you know what I mean, uh, salute to both of you as entrepreneurs, as creators, and as everything, bless you guys, and thank you for entertaining me and so many millions of people with your works, man, it definitely thank means you, a lot, sir. bless you guys on this continued journey, thank you, and so, you, and then following, what's up, man, give some type of advice for kids also trying to step into the game, you know what I mean, in this day and age, like you did, so, uh, Luke? Well, Mike, there's a couple. There's a couple things. Um, one, uh, if you want to write, just write. I mean, it's like I, I was talking to a, a, a girl on set that just got out of college, and she's you know, she's like, I writer's block. I don't, I don't know what that means. Like, just, just <laughs> sit down, plug in, and just it doesn't have to be good. You're just doing it for yourself. You don't have to show it to anybody else right now. Just get it. Just just get moving. Like, just don't make excuses for yourself. Don't. You know, you got to be uh, you got to be your own harshest critic. And that's the other thing I would say is a lot of people, um, you know, they 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 want praise. So especially when they're starting out, they're like showing stuff to the people who tell them how wonderful it is. And, you know, those people might be your friends, but they're not necessarily like who you need to be listening to, because you probably have, especially if you're starting out, some things you need to work on. Now, I mean, there's also people who are, you know, maybe giving you, you know, bad faith or unconstructive criticism, ignore those assholes too. just focus on the people who can give you constructive criticism and find mentors, find people who, you know, do what it is that you want to do and learn from them and respect their time and like, you know, do your homework and like, don't ever, you know, I mean, the, the, the most upset Stan ever got at me is when he felt like I was taking his time for granted. You can't do that, right? Their time Ooh. is precious and you have to, that's, Were you that's late? disrespectful. Were you late? I wasn't late. I hadn't done my homework. You know what I mean? Like, oh. you don't, don't show up without your homework done, right? <laughs> for real. I mean, you know, it's, it's like, but if they, mentors will teach you. Like if they, uh, you know, people who have reached a certain point and a certain level, they want to pass it on. And they want to pass it on to someone who they think are going to, are going to do amazing things with it. So they will teach you if you give, you know, and, and be a good listener. Don't, don't tell them everything, you know, they don't want to hear about what you know. You don't know anything. Listen to what they want to teach you. And shut the fuck up folks. And listen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Bottom line. Uh, what about you? Right? What's up advice you give them, them kids trying to come up? I mean, the, the come up is hard always, but like, I think that the thing that you don't see that you can't see through the, past like the career you have is like always in your rear like you don't develop a career you just kind of like do think follow your passion and then you move in that direction and like all of a sudden you realize you're like oh wait a minute in the rear view i did a bunch of different kinds of things but like if you love something like find different ways of getting into it like i love comics always you know i loved writing always so what did i do i went and like did a fanzine that i built out of prodigy you know like around comics like it's like and that and then you build um an understanding of the medium because you're writing about it right like and you know you find communities in different ways like podcasts or conventions and nothing replaces the local comic store <laughs> like luke and yeah, i met nothing. at the convention luke you know developed his relationship with stan in person like that kind of communication style like even if you're like i said I, before like i'm naturally more introverted i don't come off that way but I, like i show it you know differently i show up differently but like it's it's something you have to find the community and you know like you said show up on time you know um and <laughs> 
And and also Luke, what, I've, what Luke and I always talk about is finding people who are passionate about, you know, your work or your project, not necessarily giving you the praise, but like people who are willing to get into it with you and try something different. Like, you know, Nick at Dynamite's like his team there is incredible because they'll try something different. You know, like we're doing some different yeah. things with this book in terms of its release. And that's, you know, fun for us. It's like we could have done single issues. We want to do graphic novel or doing bookstore releases. Mm-hmm. We're doing kinds of different kinds of approaches Ooh. to it. And people who are willing to take risks with you together and jump into that pond together, that's the fun of being in the creative entertainment space, you know. My ooh, ooh. Ooh, ooh. That's what I forgot to ask before we go. I need to know something here, too. So that way pe- people could, could take that advice and shake your hand saying thank you because that shit is truth. All right? Where you guys going to be? No, I'm saying when, oh, when we're going to be. Yeah, where are you guys going to be? You guys don't do any cons, you know, you know with, with the oh, few that are left. We, we just did New York. We will probably oh, you guys were in New York? I missed you yeah, guys yeah. in New York. Where yeah, were you? We did a, uh, Midtown. And then we did a signing at uh, Forbidden Planet, uh, or I did. Ryan did. I was I was off to here. Yeah, yeah, man. And we did a panel, panel. We did a panel there. Yeah. What do you thought about New York this year? I'm I I'm always kind of look. I I grew up in around New York, so it was just a treat to go to New York. I'm always kind of more of a fan of San Diego, um, just okay. because it's bigger. kind of a bigger convention and a smaller town, so it like takes over. And town, it becomes yeah. like Comic Con City in San Diego. Yeah. In New York, it's like once you're outside the Javits Reach. Center, you're in New York, man. Yeah, New York, New York Reach. is right. Wouldn't it be fun yeah. if they closed down that that area and just open some party shit like San Diego? It'd be a, a, a ball, a ball. Yeah, but they won't because it's yeah. New York. I like I like San Diego in a different way, I, but. Honestly, my New York convention experience, I, I'd rather be like in the basement of like that weird early Penn Station hotel. <laughs> like, and, you know, or, like, I go to like conventions like, you know, in Queens and stuff. Like yeah. I, I try to find like kind of the, the sort of off the beaten track conventions that are still going on oh. um, for me. That's like the interest stuff, interesting stuff for me on the East Coast. But New York Comic Con's cool. Like, I mean, it's got its own little vibe going. And what I think is neat about it is Artist Alley is amazing. Like you can't, oh, yeah. San Diego yeah. doesn't hold candles that hour, Sally. That was uh, crazy, yeah, this year. Yeah. It was God, crazy, Sally. Yeah, <laughs> talk about it, talk about it. So what convention are you guys going to be at for at any part of this year where people could check check you out? And will there be copies of the book, anything? What's going on? Well, copies Can of the book get... should be everywhere. should be everywhere. I'm, uh, once I get back from... Bulgaria of all freaking places, which is where I'm at. I'm <laughs> probably gonna like pass out for a month, and then I—I I mean, I don't—I don't think I'm traveling anywhere. You're gonna hibernate. I'm done with this. Humans can yeah. hibernate now, apparently. So you're gonna hibernate for a month. <laughs> I got I got three kids too, and I should probably see them a little bit. I haven't seen them in uh, like three weeks. You know. <laughs> Well, a minute I mean, each child. That's all. <laughs> you tell me. You tell me where the conventions should we should go because that's like. Um, you know, you're on the East Coast, so you, you, well, the, you send you send me on the social media where to, where I should be going because well, we'll definitely, definitely. There's one coming up. Uh, they probably still have space, and they could use your your your, your star power, man. I right, up in Rhode Island and Rhode Island Comic Con, which I love to go to. I go as press oh. as well. Would love to see you guys on site at the table selling these books that way I could get my stuff a signed copy. That would be nice. 
Actually, Ryan, I think we can probably get him a sign. I mean, yes, but Ryan, I think we can get him a signed copy, can't we? Yeah, we'll get you. We'll get you that. But Rhode Island sounds like a fun road trip, so I'm down. I'm down. I'm in Woodstock, so I'm down for that. I. I, Oh well, there you go. Well, I'm still in Brooklyn, having a good time. You guys are having a great time. Thank you guys for doing what you do, because Alliance is fire. Orphans is fire. Great story. I mean, you got legends. Join this book. It's it's a dope story. So great job, o- o- overall on, on on the story, the characters. I felt for the characters and kind of felt heartbroken as well in this. Oh man, you guys <laughs> broke my heart. Uh, as the story, so it means you did a good job. I actually felt for the for what was going on. So you connected me. So it's not something that's easy to do. So. Thank great, you, sir. Great book, folks. You got to go pick it up at your favorite local comic shop today. You know, go to Amazon. The graphic novel. You got to get it. Just get it. All right? And and, and then you got to follow my man, Luke, at Red Sonia Official. Yes, as it sounds. All right? You, you heard him talking <laughs> about a movie. So maybe just go there and you get some more hints about what he's talking about. All right? And, <laughs> and, and then, of course, over here, you can follow Ryan. You know, Ryan Silver on Twitter. Luke underscore Lieberman. There's also Alliances, uh, UNIV. And on Instagram, you go to Alliance Universe, Ryan Silver, and then also Luke underscore Lieberman. Check them out, follow, show the love. Tell them Copy Crusaders and Mega sent you. All right, guys, thank you again so much for your thank time. You. We definitely appreciate it. C- continue success on this awesome journey, yo. And with that, you know what it is, folks? Arthur tells you what to do. And with that, I'm out mega. These amazingly talented men. The Future Legends. Hasta la próxima, mi gente. Wepa! <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Comic Crusaders podcast. If you like the content, please subscribe and turn on notifications. Also, please visit ComicCrusaders.com and our extended podcast family over at UndercoverCapes.com. And also, make sure to download the Comic Crusaders app on the Google Play Store today. 